Hello and welcome to the world of Pokemon. My name is Nick, but these guys call me their Game Master. And you're listening to Pokemon Rollout, a real play Pokemon Tabletop United RPG podcast. What's your name? Uh, I'm Paul. Uh, do you want to uh, talk about my character as well? Sure, since there hasn't been a recap episode, and this is kind of an Easter egg uh, beginning episode for everybody, what is your character? Sure. Uh, so my character is, uh, his name is Chartreuse Pine, uh, but he goes by Charlie. And um, so my character, he's uh, 16 years old. Uh, he is from the Chan region uh, of, of the, uh, the, the Chan portion of this region. Uh, he's kind of a skinny, lanky type guy, wears glasses. Uh, his hair, uh, ironically, is chartreuse as well, and it's kind of spiky and unkempt. Uh, and uh, my character, chartreuse, he likes to, uh, he wants to catch all the Pokemon. Uh, he uh, loved, like, his biology classes when he was in school and just really wanted to learn everything he can and ultimately become a, a professor. So that's, that's a little bit about Charlie. Sounds perfect. And in this opening episode, we're going to... Uh, Charlie's egg gathering uh, ceremony where he will find and uh, get his first new Pokemon from Pokemon Egg. Uh, before we go to that, uh, what is Charlie's starter Pokemon? Uh, Charlie's starter Pokemon is uh, his Chorchic uh, that goes by the name of Bernie. Oh, classic choice. Awesome. All right. So without further ado, let's jump into the. Uh, egg warming ceremony at Landsmeet, which is right on the southern edge of the Chan area of the Chandi region. All right, so the sun shines brightly on this early spring day, the ever-present wind of the sparse plains around Landsmeet, tossing the tall, vibrant green grass in swirling waves. You stand amidst a milling crowd of people, three dozen at least, who have come out this day in the hopes of becoming a Pokemon trainer. You are among the youngest there, though the median age seems to be only about a year or two older. Uh, most of the people there you recognize as recent graduates from your school, though there are a few other faces scattered amongst the crowd. Uh, rather than meeting you at the small, unobtrusive gym in Landsby proper, Alba, the gym leader, has told the prospective trainers to meet at the outskirts of the city. In a relatively lush and uh, well-forested area, that was called the Gym Lands by the locals. Alba, with her mastery of riding Pokemon, did all of her gym battles in these wilder areas, with the gym building being used primarily for administrative work. And, if you believed the gossip, both legal and illegal gambling. Uh, There's a bird Pokemon of an indeterminate species that can be seen flying high overhead, but otherwise there seemed to be no other Pokemon nearby. Abruptly, the bird Pokemon wheels and starts to dive towards the crowd, picking up speed in what you know as the distinctive hunting dive of a Pidgeot. About 50 feet above the the group, the Pidgeot moves out of the dive, arcing in a graceful curve. A figure detaches itself from the back of the Pidgeot at the nadir of its dive. There's a flash of light, and a large armored form you recognize as a Scolipede appears directly below the figure. The Scolipede whirls, kicking the figure upwards with its many legs, and then hits the ground with a crash, curled into a protective ball. A moment later, Alba, the Wild Plains Outrider, lands lightly atop her armored bug Pokemon, dusting off her hands with a satisfied sigh. The petite, green-haired woman jumps down off of her Scolipede and marches over to a man in the crowd in his late teens or early twenties, her pink eyes flashing with triumph. 
told you I could land it. No one hurt, too. Pay up. Grumbling, the man passes over a stack of cash to the gym leader. Only then does Alba turn to the rest of the group, spreading her hands theatrically. Hello and welcome, and to one and all, to the annual Pokemon Egg Gathering Ceremony, she announces. You all know why you're here, so I won't waste much time, much of your time. Here's the rules. Everybody gets an, one egg warmer for one egg. Grabbing two eggs is cheating, and so is catching a, a Pokemon. Me and my Pokemon will be watching you from the sky and the ground, so if you're going to cheat, better make sure you can pull it off. Gym Leader winks. Other than that, anything goes. Grab an egg and get back here, and then you're on your way as a trainer. Oh! One quick note before you all head out. Alba's grin suddenly disappears. You're deciding to become Pokemon trainers. I don't need to know your reasons, but you do need to know that our world is a dangerous place. Your Pokemon are your livelihoods from here on out, and I guarantee that they will save your life one day on your journey if you go anywhere except for Clear Lake. Pokemon are also as much people as we are, so I expect you to treat yours as such. If you don't, well, I guarantee you can't outrun me. As swiftly as it had disappeared, Alba's smile is back again. All right! The gym lands will be your egg gathering site this year. Fan out and stay within the line my Oberon is tracking out as we speak. Anyone up for a little wager? She pulls out a hefty coin purse from somewhere. I'll bet anyone 5,000 poke that I can jump on Oberon and do three laps before anyone grabs an egg. Two poke for everyone you bet? No one? All right, happy hunting. Congratulations, you got an egg warmer. This allows you to carry one egg. Uh, it actually attaches to the body slot of your trainer and allows you to carry one egg and keep it warm and ready for uh, training. Okay. Hatching. Okay, good to know. Do you do? Um, alright, uh, I guess I... Uh, what, what Can you tell me more about the gym lands? Are we in the very center of the gym lands? Is it kind of like an entrance part? Um, you're at the outskirts of town. The gym land isn't really well defined, except you can kind of see like a beaten track in the grass where it looks like some uh, Pokemon purposely trampled over it to make like a track for you guys. So that seems to be you're at the edge of the gym lands going in. It's okay. mostly grassland, some maybe low rolling hills, a few trees. Okay, uh, so then Charlie, uh, as soon as he hears the word go, he uh, starts running down that track trying to be ahead of everybody else. Okay, your track takes you around the edge of the gym lands since it's showing you, it's it's kind of marking out the perimeter for you, uh, but you soon kind of outpace everyone. And you're behind there, you're wandering for a while, you can hear Pokemon moving about in the tall grass, mm -hmm. but about every time you move towards one, it moves away. Okay. So you're stumbling around for a bit until you kind of run into a clearing. Uh, okay. When you when you hit the clearing, there's a line of five Ponyard. And the Ponyard all have their metal armor polished to a dull gleam. And behind each Ponyard, like directly behind them from you, is a red, black, and gray striped egg. Uh, they all turn to you and are staring, and the message is pretty clear. Uh, if you defeat the Ponyard standing in front of the egg, you have the right to take the egg. Uh, can I get a Pokemon education check? All right. We got a three, 
and a four. Okay. Uh, you know that this, like, uh, this them standing in a line and kind of away from everything else is actually pretty common for Ponyard who, are f- who find themselves in an area of dangerous predators to them or in an area where there's an egg gathering going on. Uh, the five Ponyard eggs are basically sacrificial eggs. Uh, they're placed with only one, one guard as a gimme for the predators or for the trainers while the main camp goes and fortifies itself somewhere else. They're chosen mostly at random, so they're not necessarily the five worst eggs or anything like that, but they're, they're, they're five eggs that were chosen at random to be sent out. Okay. Alright, so uh, I suppose I have the option of either going into a battle with... It's five Parnyard, right? Um, you can cho- um, The way it seems is that you can choose one. Okay. So you're fighting one Parnyard okay. for one Got egg. Got it. For mm-hmm. one egg. Okay. And... Uh, if I choose, could I disengage and go somewhere else, or is this is this the encounter that I'm going for? Uh, this, Out of curiosity, <laughs> this would be the encounter that you're going for. All right, sounds good. Uh, then uh, I'm going to go for the one uh, if they're uh, in a line. I'm going to go for the one right in the middle. That's the one that I'm going to battle. Sounds perfect. A ponyard uh, holds up one of its hands like a sword and bows to you as you get closer. Okay. Uh, I. I send out Bernie, and uh, we. Uh, I bow, and uh, Bernie, uh, sh- show this Ponyard respect. Bow as well, please. Bernie so, gives gives you a look, and then Bob's a short bow. All right. All right, and then. And it looks like um you go by who has the highest speed, which would be Bernie in this case. So Bernie goes first. Okay. Um, I'm going to, uh, let's start off by, uh, doing a growl attack, if that's all right. That sounds fine. Uh, roll a d20 now. Okay. I got a 14. Okay, so, Bernie gives a chirping growl, and the ponyard looks a little bit intimidated. Uh, nonetheless, it musters up its strength and leers at Bernie, who wilts a little bit under the glare. So, Bernie has lost one defense combat stage. Okay. Um, okay, good to know. Uh, it's alright, Bernie, we can get him. Uh, now attack with Ember. Sounds perfect. I roll 15. 4 and 2, so that's 6, uh, plus 15 is 21. The Ponyard staggers back under the blow from it and takes a knee, raising up one of its pincers immediately. Mm. The other ponyard give it a look and just kind of shake their heads among themselves. And then as one, they turn and pick up their egg and walk off. Okay. So you're facing a, a single Ponyard now who has taken a knee and just kind of raised up a uh, raised up one of its po- one of its uh, pincers. Okay. That Ember. Um, oh, wow. All right. Uh, so uh, I guess should I interpret that? Like, uh, I guess I would interpret that as a as a, a surrender. or Is that an incorrect assumption? That would be correct. Okay. Uh, if he had a white flag, he would be waving it, but he is not that prepared. All right. Um, 
the, so Charlie says, uh, great job, Torshik. That was a really good ember attack. And uh, I, I return him to his ball, and I uh, run up to the egg and, and grab it and, and, like, hold it. And Charlie, he looks at it for a while, kind of looks at it uh, uh, all around, and is very excited that he, you know, he has a, a, uh, an egg that will eventually, you know, be able to join his team. And he places it in the egg worm. As soon as you pick up the egg, the uh, poniard staggers to its feet, um, gives you a quick bow, and then staggers off in the direction of the other poniard. Okay. Um, so at this point, uh, I, I understand the rules that uh, Alba put forth. Uh, am I allowed to uh, continue to walk around the area, or should I make my way? That is entirely your choice. Um, okay. She... Alba thinks of everything as a race. You know this from from growing up there. So impressing her, if you were interested in impressing her, getting back there as fast as you can is it. But if you're not, uh, she won't hold it against you if you don't. Okay. So you can wander as much as you like. All right. Uh, well, yeah, I think Charlie would want to to uh, look good to the gym leader. So he's going to make his way back as fast as he went out there. Okay. As you're heading back, you hear something whisper. Almost right next to your ear. Um, can I do a perception check to get a better idea of what direction it's coming from? Yep. Right, so perception, I'm novice at that, so I roll... 3d6 uh, then. <laughs> 3d6, okay. Yep. 6, 2, and 3 puts it at 11. 11, all right. You don't see anything nearby. Okay. Um, I guess then uh, I, uh, after that look and not seeing anything else, I, I keep uh, running my way back. Moment later, you hear the whisper closer. Hungry. Um, I... Am I able to do another perception check? Can I look around again, or... Uh... Um, this time, you see something moving through the tall grass nearby. It's just shaking the tall grass, so it's not very tall, but it's near you. Okay. Okay. Um, I will uh, walk toward the, the tall grass. The movement stops for a second. Because... Food? Uh, all right. Um, so I'm guessing I have a pretty good idea of, of uh, w where this thing is now. Yep. All right. Um, I I walk closer. I want to see what it is. As soon as you get within out about five feet, out bursts a dark purple shape. Um, with brilliantly glowing white eyes. And you see uh, black-tipped claws swing past you, swing, missing about an inch away from your chest. Okay. And the thing swings past you. Alright. Hungry food! Hungry! Food on back! Hungry! Your egg warmer is on your back at the moment. 
Oh, okay. Um, Can you give me a, po- a Pokemon education check again? Yes. Yeah. Uh, that should be 2d6, I believe, yeah. Yes. A 4 and a 2. Okay. Um, you're pretty sure, just like by the coloration and the eyes, that this is a ghost-type Pokemon? Mm-hmm. Which is weird because it's broad daylight. Okay. Alright, um... I think uh, with my... W- what uh, Charlie would do... Uh, he... Uh, Charlie's uh, a little bit uh, freaked out now, and... Um, uh, hearing uh, that this thing might be interested on a thing on his back, he uh, takes the, uh, the egg and holds it more securely in his arms... And uh, sends out Torchic. Uh, Torchic, uh, I mean, Bernie, uh, come on out. Uh, we may need to fight something. Uh, in in order to try and fight it off. Okay, you are faster. Okay. Uh, let me take a look at Bernie here. Um, Bernie is... Uh, so am I... Can I... Can, can Bernie and I see this Pokemon or, or not yet? I mean, you I, can. Know. It skidded past you, so you can see it now. It's very humanoid in shape, with two large ear-like protrusions on either side. The bright uh, white eyes you notice are diamond shaped, and it seems okay. to have a red gemstone in the center of its mass as well. Okay. Right. Um. So then, uh, I'll go. Uh, Bernie, use your Ember attack again. I roll, oh no, uh, that, uh, as I believe is known as a critical miss, I rolled a one. You rolled a one? Okay, in this, in the case of, uh, PTU, there's no critical misses, that just means you automatically miss. Okay, well that's good to know. (laughs) So, the flames shoot past the Sableye, sorry, (laughs) the Sableye, whose, uh, eyes suddenly gleam, it's like, boop. You're keeping food for me. Hungry, hungry, hungry. And it charges towards uh, Bernie. And it also misses. And it All seems, right. Like, as it misses, it seems to get even more furious as okay. it spins around. And it seems to be kind of losing control. Okay. Um... Uh, we're gonna have, uh, Bernie, uh, uh, attack with, uh, Ember again. Uh, Bernie, Ember again! Uh, the d20 was a 7. Okay, that hits. Alright. And then with the d6, I roll a 1, and I roll a 6, so 7 plus 15, uh, is gonna be 22. Perfect. Alright. Alright, uh, the Pokemon reels back slightly from the strike, but doesn't seem to be very much the worse for wear, and it charges forward again, misses again, and basically throws a temper tantrum in the grass. Okay, um, let's, oh man, I don't want, know if I, I want to do this, um, 
So in PTU, if I wanted to, so I, I see this Pokemon. I know it's a uh, Charlie knows it's a ghost Pokemon, mm -hmm. uh, and I want to find out more about what's making it so angry and upset. Uh, is there some sort of a check that uh, Charlie can do at this point? Um, you can try an intuition check. Okay. If you'd like, a Pokemon education check might give you more information. Those okay. two would be the bigger ones. All right. Um, let's, let's do a Pokemon education check. Okay. 2d6. Okay. And one, so a seven. Okay, you don't, um, you don't know any reason why, you recognize that this is a Sableye now, but you mm -hmm. don't, you aren't sure why it would be acting like this. Okay. And is that my action for the turn, or can Bernie do an attack still? Uh, Bernie can still do an attack. Your actions and Bernie's actions are separate. Okay. So, um... Uh... Alright, Bernie, we've gotten lucky so far with it missing. Let's, uh, continue... Let's, uh, let's hit it with a sand attack now to make sure this keeps going on. And that's a seven. Okay, the sand gets caught in the diamond eyes, gritting them up a bit. The Sableye scratches at its eyes really quick, but it doesn't seem to be doing much, and ignoring Bernie, it turns towards you and throws a swing that just barely misses. No, okay. wait. Wait a second. No, it actually throws a swing that just barely hits Okay. You. Alright. So it hits you with a solid punch. It hit, okay. Closed its claw in its anger for some and hits you with a solid punch. That deals 21 damage minus your defense. Okay, um, so, uh, with that, I, I try to, I back up it. I mean, I'll. Uh, Charlie's surprised by this attack from the Pokemon. Um, do you know in... Uh, is this some, uh, a common thing for the Pokemon to attack humans? Is that uh, a common occurrence in this area? Sableye don't usually occur in this area at all. Okay. Alright. Um, right. So, uh, with that and... Um, Pokemon do attack people, especially strong wild Pokemon, but this Pokemon doesn't seem terribly strong, and it's not in the right place. Okay. So, uh, Bernie uh, see, sees this happen, and, uh, you know, having the, the kinship that we do, uh, he uh, jumps uh, jumps in the way, and uh, even without my command, with uh, Charlie's command, he uh, uh, sends out another Ember attack. Sounds perfect. Actually, let me change that. Uh, instead, no, out of his frustration, he, he sends out a scrap attack. Okay, um, this time around, remember that it's a ghost-type Pokemon? Yes. I, so I'm aware of that. Okay. I say, because like I said, this is, this is Bernie ah, doing the okay. action, not so me perfect. telling you to. So. so the claws pass through the Sableye without damaging it. Okay. And then and, uh, Bernie, Bernie's kind of wondering what's going on, and and then uh, uh, Charlie says, uh, uh, "No, Bernie, those type of attacks won't work. Uh, keep using Ember when you can." When you can. The 
uh, Sableye backs up at the sudden surprise from the scratch, even though it doesn't hit it, and just fixes you with a glare that may be considered murderous. You lose one defense combat stage. Okay. Alright. Uh, good. Alright, then, um... Uh, so Charlie keeps protecting the egg, and, uh, with my previous direction, uh, Bernie, uh, unleashes another ember attack. Uh, the roll is a 16 off the d20. Perfect, that hits. And then... A 1 and a dropped d6. (laughs) A 1 and a 2 plus 15 is 18. Okay. 18, so... Looks like... The Sableye is starting to feel the pain from that, but it's still not really letting up. It's turned its attention back towards Bernie, though, and it swings another strike at Bernie, which hits and does 20 damage minus Bernie's defense, so 14 damage. Defense, yes. Okay. 14 damage, that'll put me at 36. Oh, or put Bernie, puts Bernie at 36. Okay. Um, try to think there, because it, it, from what I'm gathering, it doesn't seem like this is necessarily uh, the attacks aren't doing a whole lot necessarily. Um, you, you get the feeling that it's more than halfway down. Okay. But. I'm trying trying to think, because uh, so obviously uh, this thing is obviously uh, uh, after my egg, and I don't hit, really have anything that will necessarily, necessarily satiate it. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, let's let's go ahead and continue with uh, uh, Bernie attacking. Um, uh, Bernie, we're we're getting close. Uh, let's let's keep going. Give it another Ember attack. Okay. Uh, that's a 20. Perfect, so roll... Okay, roll 2d6 and add 15. Okay. 5. 3, so that's 23. Okay, and then ra- roll another 2d6 and add 8 to that. Okay. 4. 6. Uh, 18. Add those two together, so you did 41 damage. Nice! So, uh... Bernie sends out a blast of fire that looks almost more like a flamethrower, uh, like what his flamethrower may be one day than his current ember. And the sable eye drops with a screech. It is out cold. Alright. And, uh, Charlie goes, whoa. Alright. Um. Give me a perception check, quick. I was just about to ask if, if, I, if I could. So that, that should be uh, 2d6, right? Um, your novice level perception, so 3d6. 3d6, okay. Uh, 4, 1, and 4, 9. Okay, you don't notice anything different about the Sableye. Okay. Um, uh, heeding uh, all those uh, thoughts, I'm just going to leave the Sableye alone. I'm not going to... I mean, being fainted, I can't catch it. Um, mm. But I... Uh, 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 good work, Bernie. Uh, let's get back in the Pokeball. Let's get back to all those as quick as we can. And I uh, turn back in the same direction I was heading to get back. 
Okay, you make it back with no further incidents. Later that day, you're just kind of looking on things, doing your regular research on Pokemon, when you come across Sableye again, and you run into something a little strange. Sableye are uh, terivores. They eat exclusively gems. Okay. So, uh... And with that, that is your pre-session. That's awesome. I I like Ponyard. (laughs) (laughs) He's a fun one. So that is uh, your egg recording session. Uh, To everyone out there who's listening, thank you for joining us this week. You can find us online at tapestryradio.org slash Pokemon dash rollout on Twitter at Podcast and on Facebook at facebook.com slash PokeRollout. Once again, I'm Nick. And I'm Paul. And uh, again, my character is Charlie. And I'm looking forward to doing this some more with you folks. Uh, come back next time. If you like what we do here every other week on Pokemon Rollout, tell a friend, retweet us, retweet us, and especially please rate us on iTunes. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you later. Bye. pause and be like so what's my motivation (laughs) i cannot do female voices so i don't know what voice is going to come out when i try to speak as her perfect Obscurantism and obfuscation. Orally observed, gentle listener, obviated objects of oblivion obambulating about, offered unto you in the Tapestry Radio Network. 
tapestryradio.org, from our fancy to yours. Thank you.